Howdy, Oaks. Before we get started today, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our fantastic patrons. Now, more than ever, it is important for you to head over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and check out all the amazing reward tiers we have over there. We're trying to take this thing a little bit more seriously and do a little more with it and, and make more out of it and give you more content. But we can't do that without your support. So head over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Check out all the great reward tiers we have over there and pick one that suits you. Uh, and then you get a whole bunch of bonus content. And it'd be great. We love you. We'll see you soon. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome hey, back hang to on, hang Bacon. On, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Fuck. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to... Oh, let me, hold on, let me... Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. This is hard. And today we're going back to school. Maybe we're just sticking it to the man. So you're not hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. Because today we're bringing you... School of Rock! <laughs> that was so... Okay. <laughs> I did record that. You certainly played the guitar. That's for sure. I certainly sure. played the guitar. Uh... Hey, oh, oh my god. god, that's out of tune. Oh god. <laughs> okay, we're uh, done with that. School of that. School of Rock was directed by Richard Linklater. Uh it came out on October 3rd. Hey, that's that one day, 2003, which was 6,594 days ago. Had a 35 million dollar budget, made 131 million dollars at the global box office. Got a 92% critic rating and a 64% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 82 on Metacritic. Do you have a negative review? I do not have a negative review because they're all stupid. They are all stupid. I'm glad you said that. I've got a positive review from Peter Rayner at the New York Magazine. Oh, this was pre-Christian Science Monitor. Pre-Christian Science Monitor, Peter Rayner. Uh, it would be a shame if only kids went to see this film. Adults who can still plug into their inner rocker, if only to play air guitar, will love it too. I need a zero out of a hundred from you, Ethan Edgehill. Oh, man. Um, boy, howdy. School of Rock, man. This is, uh, it's been a while since I've seen this one. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, God. A minute. You're about to really upset me. Um... No, well, see, in the words of Pat McAfee, this is a 100 percenter, 100 percenter. This is a 100 percenter. I'm not sure there has ever been a more important movie made in our lifetime. I did not realize until watching it today how much of my life and my mannerisms and my personality exists entirely because of this movie, (laughs) because of School of Rock. Entirely. I pledge allegiance to, to the, the band, band of Mr. Schneebly. It's not even, it's not, when I think about it, it's not even like the way that I think about, like, it's not even just my mannerisms and like quotes that I say from this movie all the time. The way that I think about like being a the professional and, and like learning something and like, okay, so Dewey Finn dedicates his life to rock and roll and he gets to a point where any question anyone asks him about it, he knows the answer to the point where he could teach lectures on it. That's where you yes. need to be. That's how you know you found your passion is when yes. you can explain it to a child. When you, when you can explain everything else to a child through the rock and roll. Yes. And, oh. and I'll say this. Dewey Finn is the reason I stick it to the man to this day. Yeah, to yeah. The, that speech he gave, I remember watching it in 2003, being 10 years old and being like, I don't understand a word that you're saying. I genuinely don't know what any of this means. And then watching but it, it stuck. Today, but it's stuck. And then watching it today but and being stuck. like, I preach this to other people. <laughs> yes. 
God, when he's what like, a movie. <laughs> ruined it with a little thing called MTV. <laughs> like, oh my God. I think, it, uh, oh man. So it's, this is like, I saw the reviews people were leaving in our, our Facebook group and there were not 100%. There was a bunch of 100%ers, but there were some people that were like 95. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, Tyler, our what? Our Facebook group, free to join. Oh, I'm sorry, our meta group. Our meta group. Thank you. Our meta group. <laughs> Sponsored by Sweet Baby Ray's. <laughs> oh my God. Because, because ladies and gentlemen, and, and everybody who's not a lady or a gentleman, um, since we last recorded the old bacon and eggs, Mark Zuckerberg has lost his Zuck in mind <laughs> and rebranded <coughs> Facebook. I don't know that. So I didn't watch the press release. Is the app going to change to Meta or is it going to be Facebook as a brand inside of Meta? I have Meta no owns, idea. Like I have no and idea. And- the, the, the press release, the man was like, hmm, you know who does great press releases? Apple. I'm going to do exactly like that. But doesn't know anything about his own company or how the world works or anything at all because he's a robot and an alien maybe even an alien robot yeah um it's nonsense okay i watched the thing and it's nonsense it's absolute nonsense it's the worst branding decision ever in the history. logo is so bad it's the worst branding decision ever in history facebook is one of the like the all-time iconic images of this 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 generation right like everybody would, knows what facebook is everybody knows what facebook looks like they made a movie about it that, i would, like i got would go nominated so for every oscar on the planet i would go so far as to say it's not even just like facebook is a recognizable thing but like the movie they made about it that crucified mark zuckerberg sold me on the name facebook on the name facebook right <laughs> like sold me on the name facebook facebook was synonymous for so long with social media and this will kill it i don't think it'll kill it i don't think facebook's going anywhere uh no because one day they're going to change the app to meta on people's phones without them asking them to oh and old people are going to be lost and and all your over 40s are going to be like what where did facebook go and your under 40s are going to be like that's stupid i'm deleting it i'm done i'm deleting it yeah like <laughs> the biggest branding mistake ever Right. Do you remember when IHOP did IHOB? Yeah, that was funny. That was hilarious. That was hilarious, right? This is not hilarious. This is like, how can we, how can we cryptocurrency Facebook, right? Like, how can we, how can we turn Facebook into Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency that nobody likes, right? They needed to be Sheeb and they went for, you know, any other kind of altcoin. It's so stupid. It's just, it's so stupid. It pissed me off legitimately. But the fact that Mark Zuckerberg keeps a bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's on his decorative bookshelf um, is the only proof I need that he is an Android. So, like, like, do you not do that? No, no. I keep it in the fridge because it says on the bottle, refrigerate after opening. And if I have an unopened bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's because my fridge is so chock-a-block full of Sweet Baby Ray's <laughs> that I couldn't possibly fit any more in the fridge, I have a pantry for that. I don't keep it on my, what I'm sure was a $10,000 bookshelf <laughs> next you know, to my books. This is this is one thing. Uh, so Never Sweet Baby once Ray's- have I been looking at my copy of The Giver and thought, you know what this could use? Some honey barbecue. Thank you, baby. Let's go. Do you have a copy of The Giver? No. I do. Every book on my bookshelf has been purchased this year, currently. Uh, Except for, like, the Twilight books and my copy of... uh turtles all the way down all the rest of my books are still at mom's house um i have a copy of the giver i think i bought this year um I, so the thing about the sweet baby rays is it's such a weird company to go for because in the past this is true in the past week sweet baby rays went on tiktok and published yeah. their original recipe their original recipe like Actually, it's, not even the, the, it's not even the company sweet baby rays that did it it was like ray himself yeah it was like hey well, i, I guess sold s- the company at some point and he's like hey by the way this was my dad's recipe for barbecue sauce and this is exactly how I make it down and to the ingredients. This is exactly how you There's, make it. You know, a lot of times when you watch like 
Triple G or something, the chef will be like, oh, and then we use our secret powder. It's like, okay, yeah. I know what that is, but we'll, and they don't, we'll play and they don't it off. Ever, you know, they just, they have everything pre-proportioned in right. like very nice bowls. Yeah. And they're like, ha, dump it in. There's when a, you know, in reality, uh, uh, Triple D had to bring those bowls in. And the guy in the in the back is just like, I don't know how much honey powder I put in, it's pouring out the bag. I, I just I just got this big old jar of it. I got it cost. I just I just put it in there and I stick my finger in it, taste it, and see how much it tastes like. It's good. And my taste buds have been burned off for three years, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, when you first when you first cook gumbo, it's real hot. It's real hot. Shouldn't stick your tongue straight in it. No, no, sir. So do you watch? Anyway, of, do you watch any Guy Fieri? Uh, not on a regular basis. Okay. Um, well, I mean, do you have a preference between Triple G and Triple D? Yeah, Triple D. You Triple D guy. Triple D guy. Triple D guy. Ah, see, I'm a Triple I've G. Been, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I like a grocery game show as much as the next guy, but I, at the end of the day, the end of the day, it's just chopped with more yelling. I think it's chopped with less yelling. Well, the guy yells a lot more than than Alton Brown does. Not Alton Brown. Uh, Alton Tim. Brown. Tim, whatever his name is. Yeah. How cool would it be if there was a show hosted by Tim Cook? The the Apple guy. Yeah. If they were like, like a cooking show. Yeah. To be fair, his name is Cook, and the company's called Apple. Yeah. Like it could be like yeah. iPie or something. iPie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, I, here's the thing about Fieri. I I would never I would never turn off a Fieri product. No, me I've been neither. to I've been to more than one of his restaurants. There are Food Network shows I will turn off. I'll turn off Chopped. I won't. I love Chopped. I'll t- no, I'll tell you why. Chopped. This is what Triple G does that that Chopped does poorly. Is Chopped and a lot of the cooking shows do this. It always upsets me. Baking shows are notorious for this problem. Okay. The clock can't be the drama. That's how I feel. Okay. I feel that. I feel like on Triple G, the clock is never the drama, which is one of my favorite things is like, you just know that they finished making their meal. It's impressive that they made steak in 30 minutes, or I guess that wouldn't be that impressive. It's impressive that they made risotto in 30 minutes, not that. But it's about the ingredients. Right. And not that they plated it in the last 30 seconds. No, I'm with you. Look, I, I don't. I don't dislike asking me to pick between triple D and triple G is like, which of my hands do I best? Right. That actually makes sense because the right answer is triple G. Okay. But like, and you're I can get, I can get something out of triple D though. You talking about, I can go to those restaurants. There are so few, there are so few TV shows where you can, like, you can't, you can't go up to Alexandria and kill somebody because you saw it on criminal minds. Right. Like it doesn't work like that. You can't go out to New Mexico and cook meth. No, but you can. You can't, you can't pretend to be a substitute teacher and teach kids to rock. Dude, I that's think that's like could... 46 separate felonies. I so like that was one of the reviews I saw that we had uh on Dewey, Dewey Fenn Facebook. would be in super jail. They would invent a new kind of jail. Yeah, like obviously you can't do what Dewey Fenn did. No, no. Uh, not in 2003, definitely not in 2021. Definitely not in 2021. Virtual learning would make a rock band very challenging. Very uh, challenging. <laughs> uh but he, like the end he has like the after school program, they drop the charges cuz the principal is like, I mean, I guess they learned something. It's not like third graders have much curriculum anyway. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's babysitting. Uh, Especially substitute third grade teaching. Right. <laughs> um, Mike, I have one major question. Where is this? Um, well, it's in the northern half of the country. Yeah, because it's cold. It's got it's it's like it's East Coast, obviously. I was thinking Pennsylvania. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, like Philly. Yeah, that's what I, I don't think it's thinking. Philly, though. I think it's like New Haven, Connecticut, Connecticut. Yeah, way up there, way up there. Yeah, where like a prep maybe like school. maybe like somewhere like Am. Massachusetts or I freaking love this movie. Oh, same dude. Absolutely same. I hadn't seen it in a while. Okay. So, so this, this is an hour, incredible. hour and 45 minutes long. Yeah. Um, I didn't get up once. I got up to go to the bathroom, but that was it. Well, I think my child needed food or something, but like I didn't have to like pause it and come back to it later. Like the time, right. ju- like, like the, there was no pacing issues whatsoever. No. Uh, I think they, 
they had an opportunity and i think when they casted it they planned on this to do a lot more like incidental comedy with sarah silverman and yeah. she, I love Sarah Silverman. She's hilarious. I'm glad that they made her just like this awful girlfriend with just a script. Just a clear bad guy. Yeah. Right. Um, I know watching this as a kid, she was the clear bad guy. Watching this as an adult, I was like, you're definitely the bad person, right? You keep telling Ned that he can't have like let everybody walk over him. As you're, They do this joke a lot in the movie where the like the person is giving you instructions that contradict what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, like Ned, uh, Dewey does it to Zach at one point where he's like, what would you do if somebody's getting in your face? What would you say? Come on. And he like won't lay off. It happens multiple times. Uh, but the fact that like they didn't make Sarah Silverman like a, a joke character, I thought worked really, yeah, really well. Yeah, because she's the obvious like she's the she's the real life comedian in this. She would be like the biggest powerhouse comedian in this of movie. the day, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Jack Black, 2003, he hadn't done a lot. He wasn't really anybody. I guess he had done a lot. He started in 1994, so he'd been in a lot of stuff. I know that when I saw School of Rock, I knew who Jack Black was. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. Because when I look back at previous to this, he was in Ice Age as a voice. Um, Movies I've seen since this came out that he was in prior to this coming out the cable guy uh mars attacks you've uh, seen mars attacks actually i saw that prior to this coming out but i wouldn't have known jack black from that that movie's uh, hilarious i hate mars attacks i still really about it i'd seen oh, saving man. silverman and I'd, I'd, i almost suggested i almost suggested we watch that movie today really yeah it's on uh, netflix right now and i so this is the second time on this podcast that a movie's been on netflix but my apple tv doesn't tell me when it's on netflix so i rent it anyway so nice. i did i did spend four dollars on this um hey worth it totally worth it. no no complaints whatsoever um I, i've seen saving silverman i probably had seen saving silverman when this came out that was one that like when you were at a young person's not like as young as you but like if you went to somebody's house and they had an older brother or uh something like that like saving silverman was on the tv yeah uh let's see what would you have done i'm still to this day i've never seen saving silverman really yeah oh, it's so good uh-huh. um prior to this he'd been in a bunch of not a bunch of tv some tv that i've never seen any of it so i don't know why well, like this it. was this was jack black's like his magnum opus at the top yeah this was the first i would say like of the jack black movies yeah this you don't get pick a destiny without this no, absolutely not. Uh, uh, you also don't get Poe the Panda without this, though. I th- So this is my opinion on School of Rock. School of Rock is, to me, what Ferris Bueller was for somebody born 15 years prior to me. I, t- I totally get that. I like wholeheartedly believe that. And, and Ferris Bueller is a big part of my culture as well, right? Like, but it, I wasn't alive for it to come out, so it'll never be that. Yeah, Ferris Bueller is a big part of my culture. Uh, uh, the same way, you know, ACDC and Led Zeppelin are a big part of my, my right, personal history. They already history, existed right? when I came They already existed, right? But this is this was me. This was, I was 10, right? right? I was 10 years old. When This I was, was the... my movie. Yeah. Man, this movie, I will say, like, I love this movie. I love this movie to death. This movie will f- make you feel like a worthless piece of shit like nothing else because well, <laughs> like all of these kids that are in this movie are older than us. Like, but like just barely. I think uh, the kid that played Freddie Jones, didn't he die? He died. He got hit by a bus the like, end of last year. Yeah, I got hit by a bus in Chicago died. But, like all these kids are like barely older than us, right? And they, uh, you know, haven't really done much else for the most part. Uh, is Miranda Cosgrove older than us? Yeah. Uh, she, no, sorry. She is two months younger than me. Really? Yeah. May 14th, 1993. Look at that. She's almost to the day, two months younger than me. But like, let me, let me lay a couple things down for you that'll, that'll disturb you about this movie just makes you feel old. Um, like, cause you, you gotta think like this movie comes out. Taylor Swift is like 14 when this movie comes out and she's the biggest pop star in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ed Sheeran, who had an album come out today that will probably debut at number one, if not very close to it. 
12, 12 years old. Uh-huh. Lil Nas X was four. Oh, God. And he's a number three on the charts right now. Adele, number one, was uh, 15. And the kid Leroy, who wrote Stay with Just Bieber, was one month old. Uh, you know who else was one month old? Who? Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, um, man. <laughs> so rock and roll as a concept, at least before TikTok really took it over, rock and roll as a concept in the last couple of years has been about as dead as it's ever been since the Beatles came to America, since Elvis Presley, right? Like rock and roll does not exist. Uh, Greta Van Fleet, thank you very much. That th- Okay, okay. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's you got Greta Van Fleet thing. and the Foo Fighters. <laughs> the, the concept of the band, the band is dead dead even in this though they're talking about like this would have been right at like the start of my chemical romance uh blink 182 would be big like you he even says a few times that's so punk rock yeah the last the last bands to like really make it signed their first record deals like the last like bands like fallout boy signed their first record deals around the same time this movie came out yeah and, and they're, they were the last... put out an album called save rock and roll yeah yeah and they're you know they're one of the last bands to like properly make it to get rich and famous right yeah like bands that because if you make rock and roll music you're either you're a you're Greta Van fleet and you don't really fit in anywhere you defy uh, all odds you defy all odds, defy all genres, or but you... Like, uh, let's be clear about Greta Van Fleet. You aren't just born to sound like Josh Kishka. No, no. Dude's a, uh, uh, dude's a, a talent God, from God. A God-given talent, right? Yeah. If that dude had, that. If that dude had been born in, or, or was singing in 1971, he would be John Lennon levels of famous. Yeah. You know, and, and, and not to be, not to say Greta Van Fleet isn't famous, but like they've relied a lot on A, having a song that sounds exactly like a Led Zeppelin song in Safari Song, uh, B, uh, TikTok, and C, like being, having their record label put them in every video game ever and buy them onto the radio and playing Bonnaroo every year. Yeah, but they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. I mean, I, I tried to resist it for a long time because I was just like, oh man, it's just a knockoff Led Zeppelin. But like they're better than Led Zeppelin. Yeah. They're, they're, so they're good. better than Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Yes, yeah, for sure. I um, never, I never got into Zeppelin of all things. There's a lot so of us. I would, like, I would like, I would like to talk about classic rock for a minute, okay? Because that's how we know rock and roll's dead. Is that it's all classic rock now? It's all, it's all classic rock now, right? Like everything released before 1990 is officially classic rock, and you know, I, I, I like probably more than that. <laughs> what? Probably. I bet you could hear all the small things on a classic rock radio station. No, 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 because that still, that still exists in the like pop punk lexicon, right? Like people are still making that music. They're not making it for money anymore. They're still making that music. <laughs> so, like, what what is the union approach to the? I I want to talk about whatever you're going to talk about, and then I want to talk about the union approach to like how do we get punk rock stars to actually make money again? Do you just charge more? I have no idea. I truly have no idea. Okay, okay so you were in a punk rock band and you didn't make any money. So. Not a cent. Not a cent. Yeah. Um. <laughs> at some point, we lost the thread on, and I and I know that I contributed to it, and people like me contributed to it, and people at our age contributed to it. But like before TikTok happened, you you couldn't like music like this anymore. Why is that? It just wasn't. It, there was no place for it. Right. Like rock and roll existed for so long, basically unchallenged, until you know people like Michael Jackson. And stuff and Prince started making like pop music. Right. Like, oh, people are like, oh, pop music is just what's popular. Wrong. Wrong. Since Michael Jackson, pop music has been a genre, right? Like they they don't they don't they don't make people don't make music hoping it's gonna be popular, right? They make pop music and hopefully it gets popular. Right. There's a sound to it. And and but, and like I think what we're missing in you know, everything in music that we're I'm so not qualified to talk about this. Everything in music today is so like I mean, yeah, bubblegum pop. And like I don't say that to be dismissive. 
I think Olivia Rodrigo makes fantastic music. Taylor Swift makes fantastic music. Yeah. Ed Sheeran makes fantastic music. Yeah. Like, but you know, we, there's no guitar solos. There's no, no. uh, the only thing we really have is like vocal solos. Like you'll get amazing songs like Kesha had praying and Adele yeah. has so many good songs. And then like Bon Iver will show up on a Taylor Swift track and it like changes your life. Well, yeah, since the, since the 2000s, since, since the year 2000, when all the boy bands started and all that, it has become entirely about vocalists and it has remained that way. And that's what killed the band, for sure, the concept entirely of the band. Because like there there are, as far as I could tell, two bands that still make like what I would consider rock music, which is Greta Van Fleet and the Foo Fighters. So where does like Nickelback fall in? Nickelback is... I think you music industry people did this. I think you saw bands no, like I, Nickelback and Three Doors agree. Down. I absolutely agree. Every and this is this is what I'm saying is everything became so like because it was a, it was a survival method, right? It, it had to become very specifically genreed and catered to a very specific audience to survive in any way because you had things like uh like like rap and hip hop becoming popular and and this is not like no none of what I'm about to say is a diss on hip-hop music, a diss on country music, a diss on pop music whatsoever. It just like, so, at some point, we lost the thread of rock and roll entirely. Right? Like, like hip-hop has continued to grow and change and evolve and main, and remain interesting. You know, there have been lean years, but it continued to grow and evolve and change and remain interesting. Uh, country music, I would say the same. Like, we're, we're in a very down time right now, but like, it's getting better. Things are getting better in country music. Country um, music had this weird thing happen where like, patriotic country music got to be like a thing. Yeah. So like, the bar for writing was so low it was so that, low that like if you had a good voice and country i think is where a lot of rock and roll lives right now that's what i was about to say though is like if you because greta van fleet greta van fleet plays like country and folk festivals a lot of the times right and they're not a country band but like if you start the rolling stones tomorrow that's a country band yeah you had a little twang you, know? you had a country accent yeah. and and stuff yeah. like that yeah if, 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 if yeah if you if 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 everybody in the rolling stones we you know woke up tomorrow and was like let's start a band mick jagger puts on a fake american southern accent and they become a country yeah that's and that's, that's it but like, like the game great, over. Like, there's a great rock and roll band that you're not giving credit to and like zach brown band yeah absolutely because they're not classified as a rock and roll band Right. And a long time for a long time, honestly, they didn't play rock and roll music. They do now, but they played country music. What do you stand on like Dave Matthews band? So <sighs> Dave's not putting out new enough music. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the real thing. Is that like Dave in 1990 was rock and roll. Sure. The Grateful Dead went and created their own because it all became so genre specific, right? Jam so bands. You have, you have jam bands and, and th those still exist. And those are in full force, right? Like lock ins a huge event every year. People come from all over the country to Lynchburg to go to lock-in. Um, yeah, but it's like you, you get these and people get ostracized for liking Nickelback, right? It's the problem. Nickelback rips, okay? I'm done. I'm done with it, okay? Nickelback is good. Nickelback has always been a good band. Yeah. To I my know. knowledge, they had one bad album there right in the middle. After for all the right reasons, they were like, we're going to release, like, we're going to become like like USO rock, like Five Finger Death Punch. You know what? I've listened to a few Five Finger Death Punch songs. I know that this is the wrong opinion. Five Finger Death Punch rips. Nah. It's so lame. It's so, it's so lame. boring. It's, it's so, so boring. <laughs> it's so boring. It's... Their House of Rising Sun cover is cool, but like it's their stuff is so boring. It's so yeah. But so you either you either become like hard rock or metal, or you go away entirely, or you 
resign yourself to not making any money. The problem is, if you want to stick it to the man, you have to be okay with not making money. But we sure. live in a world where you can't just not make money. I mean, I I agree, but like, but that's never okay. So that's that's the thing. That's the lie about sticking it to man, though, is that's never been the case. The dudes at the Clash and the Sex Pistols were rich and famous. They were the man. They, they were the man. Yeah. Benji and Joel Madden from Good Fucking Charlotte are the man. Okay. Yes. I hate that song so much. That lifestyle is the rich and the famous song because they still play it. <laughs> and I'm like, you're going to sit there on stage every night for, for, for good money and sing, you know, they got mansions. We should rob them. I'm sorry. <laughs> one of you is married to Cameron Diaz. No way. I didn't know that. And the other one's married to Nicole Ritchie. Yeah. One of them is married to Cameron Diaz and has been for a long time. They're I'm, stupid rich. And it's, it's just, it's so fake, right? It's so fake. You think Cameron Diaz is rich? I think she is. But how rich do you think Cameron Diaz is? Quite. Because uh, she doesn't act anymore. She quit, right? I think so. Yeah. She's like, yeah. The last I'm, thing I'm she just... did was that that Annie remake. She, uh, I like Cameron Diaz. She has a house on Anna Maria Island. That's yeah. how you know somebody's rich when like, you know where they have a house. Yeah. Apparently she'll go yeah. for like runs yeah. around the island. I've never been there while she's there or seen her anyway. Maybe I have. Who knows? But people who have seen her say they see her and they're like, I've never seen a more in shape person in I believe my it. life. I believe it. But yeah. So, and I don't, I don't think this is anybody's fault. Right. And I'm not sitting here going, oh, rock and roll's dead. We need to like reintroduce rock and roll like this endangered species but like for a long time liking music like this was just uncool right you could like anything you wanted well that's, as long as it wasn't that's classic the rock premise of the movie is that the other three members of his band don't like rock and roll yeah they don't want to get into the solos and the like that first yeah. song they play there at the beginning is a good song yeah but they like are annoyed by the showmanship of of dewey finn yeah and then he goes and teaches the children like why the showmanship and why the passion and raw emotion of it matters. And then at Battle of the Bands, they still lose because in 2003, what wins is I'm hot, here. Yeah, just some some real like late grunge. Yeah, like I mean, it was Creed, is what that was. Yeah, you know. And, and look at how they treated Creed. And yeah, look at what we did to Creed. <laughs> Look at what we did to Creed. Look at what we did to Nickelback. Yeah. But that's... Do, you see, do you see Chad Kroger on TikTok the day being like, Corey Taylor from Slipknot's a bitch? <laughs> Corey Taylor's trying to be Nickelback. And I was like, yes, Chad Kroger. I hate, I hate Slipknot. I never okay? understood Slipknot. I hate Slipknot. Because people are like, oh man, MGK's in a beef with, with Slipknot. And I'm pro MGK here, right? Machine Gun Kelly's a much bigger deal than Slipknot. That's not true. Really? Slipknot's a huge deal. Yeah. Really? Uh, Slipknot so to me is, is like... This is, this, is the, this is the... The only people that like Slipknot wear Cookie Monster pajamas to gym class. Period. That's not true. No? No. I, uh, so I mean... here's I, the thing... They, they had that one song before I forget. That's a banger, dude. So this is the this is the thing about what you got. What you got to remember is that like all of the music that they play in this movie, like all of the 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 um the soundtrack of this movie, not the like songs they write for the movie, but like the actual classic right, like they play. Immigrant Song and and Stevie yeah, Nicks and were were radio hits. Yes, that's not possible anymore. Like music like that doesn't get on the radio. Correct. But also the radio has become less important, but only for bands like Slip. Not. You think Slipknot wants to be on the radio? I don't think Slipknot cares whether or not they're on the radio. Who? I mean, like Greta Van Fleet is not on K92. It hurts Greta Van Fleet to not be on K92. But they are on Rock of Virginia. Yeah, but that doesn't count. I I, I know that. Like that because that station plays Aerosmith ten times a day, right? Or an hour or whatever. Like if you're not on, if your new songs don't get on release radio, that is a hindrance to you unless you play like unless you're an established metal band. Metal community just like it's crazy. I just it's not that I don't get it, and I'm like mad that I don't. Don't get it like i'm not mad at you for enjoying metal music 
in the slightest. I just don't get it. And I'm mad at me for not getting it. So here's the thing that I didn't quite understand until uh, until I went there and saw it. So I, I, I went to for a day to that Blue Ridge Rock Fest thing they did down in Dan, right? Yeah. Where like 60,000 people came to watch Shine Down Papa Roach. Nice Nine Kills. Well, Ice Nine Kills didn't quite have the crowd that some of the other bands did. They had a, a damn good crowd though. But like, I was just like, man, I didn't know people still listen to this band, these bands. No, and like, I wouldn't enjoy know that these either. Bands. Yeah. But like you got 60,000 people to come to Danville to watch Shinedown. Like Shinedown's doing okay, right? They're they're okay without the 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 radio. Right. But 20 years ago, they would have been on the radio. Rock and roll is the only play, or the only genre that doesn't get a place. I think is rock and roll is such a broad term because they've micro genred everything. I agree. And I think it's to the detriment. To but, the point where like, you're not allowed to play that sound anymore. Right. Right. But also, I don't care about new music being made so much as like, and this is, by God, this is why I love TikTok, because you're just allowed to like that kind of music, right? Like, I want to give the kids permission to like that kind of music. What kind of music? Rock and roll music, man. Are kids allowed to like hyper pop? Yeah. yeah. Like whatever you want. Like whatever makes you happy. You should you should always push the boundaries of your box a little bit, right? Like, if all you listen to is bedroom pop, I don't know, listen to Greta Van Fleet. They're good, okay? If all you listen to is Greta Van Fleet, um, you know, maybe try out some Olivia Rodrigo for size. Put on folklore it'll, it'll Put change on folklore you. <laughs> you know the the singer songwriter is having a having a decade for the past like 15 years for sure yeah um that new adele song rips you should listen to that new adele song but so like take me back to 2003 i guess 2004 is when we probably saw this uh oh i saw this in theaters this movie was such a freaking game changer dude. yeah this this movie because this movie here's, here's here's the biggest demographic that this movie shows you it's not prep school kids no because i was i mean we didn't go to prep school but i was like a well to do child at a school that was good. Yeah. This movie shows you people in their 20s who haven't figured it out. Yeah. Because that's, I think that's one of the biggest things. It's why like youth pastors are so impressionable on young kids is because it's the only person in their 20s that they know. Yeah. Like you don't get access to that demographic when you're a 10 year old to 15 year old. Nope. And so I think like, I didn't know what rent was when I saw this in 2004. I didn't know what a mortgage was either. But like when he was like, you're behind on the rent, you owe, you owe me $2,300, which by the way, that didn't sound like that much money to me <laughs> when he was like, Hey, you've, you've borrowed $2,300 from me, your roommate. And he's like, I've been mooching off you for years. I was like, I mean, that's low enough that you're still tracking it. That's not that bad. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but like, I couldn't loan somebody $2,300 right now. No, I could not loan somebody $2,300. But if somebody needed a place to stay and say I charged them $800 a month in rent and they couldn't pay it for a few months, I think I'd be okay. Which yeah, is what but it, also like, like, you know, God forbid, if Emily left you, you'd probably have a hard time making the mortgage. 110%, yes. Yeah, I think that's Ned's problem. Not so much that he's like oh man my my you know friend Dewey needs a place to crash but he can't pay me it's like my roommate that I signed a lease with isn't paying his share of the rent right I get that and it, <laughs> Hendrix played this guitar <laughs> Hendrix played this how guitar how many times have no. you said that in your life <laughs> Oh, uh, thousands. But here's the thing is like, and this is, this is, um, down to, you know, I, there are quotes in this movie that are just scatting. They're like, I, if oh, somebody's yeah. like, make a noise, like, what you think? Just fine. Without me, but you're mine. Like, I could, I could, I, the, the sound that plays in my head is, uh, Dewey being like, I want to take a ripping guitar solo right here. Being like, that oh my god and then that's what he does in the show and that's what he does in the show yeah pig rectum i say that all the time pig rectum. 
no, I'll tell you the quote, honestly, that lands that has stuck with me out of more than all of the other ones, I think, is the those who can't do teach and those who can't <laughs> teach, teach, teach him. him. I think there's a little bit of um, story that actually happens there where we learn a little bit about Dewey's past. It's a very brief. It's I never caught it in the past because at the end, he's telling a story and at the end of it. He goes, they gave it to Yo-Yo Ma's cousin, but it reveals that like Dewey has some prowess as a classical musician and because there's no reason for him to be telling this story about music to the other teachers. Uh, so I have reason to believe that it's true that yeah. like prior to Dewey being in these rock bands, he was like screwed was out the... of a proper classical music. Except job. he's lying. You think he's lying? Well, he doesn't know what the cello is. Yes, he does, because he knows it's a bass. Uh, he asked the girl what it is. That's what Yo-Yo Ma plays, is think, the cello. I think he knows what a cello is. I don't know, man. I'm curious. What do you think, dear listener? I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you what I got for the first time uh, watching this movie now. Is He says, they gave it to Yo-Yo Ma's cousin, a little nepotiz. <laughs> I thought that was Yo-Yo Ma's cousin's name until Oh, this I don't time. know. What, oh, I get like nepotism. I say nepotism. Both of my parents loved this movie. And as a 28-year-old, I get why both of my parents, because I, I can't count the number of times my mom and I watched this movie together. Oh, yeah. My mom, I can't I, count. I was in the hospital at one point, and I, the reason Ferris Bueller comes up so vividly as a memory is I had two movies at the hospital, and it was this and Ferris Bueller. And so we just watched them over and over again. But you watching so, it with your mom, yeah. My, my mom, every time that uh, when, when, when Ned shuts the door on Sarah Silverman, she's like, when are you finally going to start standing up for yourself? And he slams the door in her face. My mom would go right now, bitch. <laughs> that is every such a Linda move. Single to every single time, every single time. Like we must've watched this movie 50 times. This is, this is, this is come one... on TV and mom be like school of rocks on. We're watching school of rock. Right. Yes. Like, yes, we are. <laughs> Cause like for her, for her, Joan Cusack singing Stevie Nicks singing edge of 17 in the bar. That was like, that was everything from a mom. <laughs> That's everything for me now that like when I oh, revisit same. this, I'm like, Oh, Joan Cusack singing edge of 17. This is what I'm actually here for. This is what I'm here for. Right. And this is, this is what I was talking about though. This is why I love TikTok, Right. Because songs like bands like Fleetwood Mac, have their day on TikTok with the children. Yes. Right. And like, and like you've got, you know, people who've never listened to country music before being like, man, this this Brooks and Dunn shit is lit, man. Yeah. <laughs> the most successful duo in the history of country music. Yeah. Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn, right? Cause I remember I watched this TikTok of this kid. He's like, all right, listen, I've never listened to country music before. But like they did not have to go that hard on Neon Moon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's so true. Because like these people can just have their day, right? Like the Mountain Ghost was supposed to play uh Saturday night live this saturday they can't because one of their crew members has covid ah. they were supposed to play the mountain goats were supposed to play saturday night live this saturday because they're blowing up on tiktok hi i'm drowning like <laughs> there is no sign what <laughs> the only thing that could possibly be bigger than the green brothers for mount for the mountain goats was tiktok right it took tiktok to beat this year yeah no children is a more popular song all time than, than this year and that happened in the last month yes no children's a banger though just yeah to be clear. absolutely absolutely i I will say that I've John Darnielle, seen... the greatest singer songwriter of all time, who insists on going by a band even when he was just himself. Yes. I will say this, read John Darnielle. Um, I've forgotten the name of the guy who was the songwriter who couldn't sing. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Who? Yeah. Uh, wait, John Darnielle would punch you in the face for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, 
Also, what? Who am I kidding? Bob Dylan. Who? Um, yeah. But Bob Dylan really couldn't sing, though. Like Jesus Christ. Neither could John Darnielle. That's there's yeah, a, but he there's but a, he sells it. Okay, he there sells is a it. massively viral TikTok going around right now. That's just somebody being like, "I need song suggestions because I like singer songwriters who can't sing." List them below, and yeah. all the comments are like, "Oh, you need the Mountain Goats. You need the Front Bottoms. You need Bob Dylan. You need." There's all I mean, this to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, Front Bottoms do have some bangers. That guy can't sing. <laughs> What do I always think of? Uh, I love well, that that trend that's on like on TikTok of the like where you make fun of the band and then put the top ten lyrics of all time list and it's just whatever lyric you're about to sing. You know what I'm talking about? I've never seen this trend. Oh, really? Okay. So there's this thing where people will be like, you know, in, in the, the the captions will be like, I don't understand the mountain goats. This dude sounds like he's, you know, singing through a tin can and has the worst voice that I've ever heard in my life. And then it'll switch to like top 10 lyrics of all time. I am drowning. There is no sign of land. <laughs> and all the other places are, are empty except for number one, which is that lyric. Uh, the best thing about you standing in the doorway is that it's you. Is that it's you. And you're standing, and you're standing in, the, in doorway. the doorway. That is the greatest Mountain Goats line of all time. The song that they won't sing. Really? Yeah. Is there? A re- I mean, I don't know the story so, behind so it all. I so let me let me let me talk to you about going to Georgia for a second. Um, I had never heard going to Georgia until uh, I heard the and I didn't even know it was a cover at the time until I heard the Aaron Weston Roy Twenties cover, which is Dan from the Wonder Years putting on an act. The music's all fiction except for the Mountain Goats cover. I never heard the song right, but in the context of the album, which tells the story, it sounds like uh, the dude is about to uh, unalive himself, and the girl stops him from doing it. Ah, and. Uh, in the context of the original Mountain Goats song where, where John wrote it, uh, he shows up to the girl's house with a gun. Ah. And so uh, John actually talked about it on an episode of I Listen to the Mountain Goats on, on Nightville Presents where he was like, yeah, there's nothing interesting about a story of a guy showing up at a girl's house with a weapon anymore. Like, it's just not it's not cute. It's not funny anymore. Like, it's not something we need to put into the world. Yeah. No, that's fair. No. I didn't know the story of the song. I just so the Mountain really Goats like... won't play it, but Aaron West will. I've heard him play it four <laughs> times. <laughs> um, that's also incidentally my favorite cover of All Too Well by Taylor Swift is by the same guy. That's not a cover of All Too Well. It's it's a cover of Going to Georgia. I will say, well, no, uh, he does a cover of All Too Well. I was listening to like a crunchy oat milk latte playlist yeah. uh, on my way back from Disney World because I was like, I'm going, I'm going home, and I'm just gonna. I wanted to listen to a book, right? But a 12 hour drive can be a little. Too too much for a book yeah like it's especially on 95 heading north out of out of florida when yeah. if like if that narrator's got the right yeah. color or the right temperature you're out you're f- you're out you're falling asleep you're driving off the side on 95 <laughs> yeah that's all there is hey, to, it. To, to be fair to you tyler it's a long way to richmond so north on 95 have we talked about that song on this podcast about modern day bunny and clyde by travis Tritt, one of the greatest songs ever written yeah have we talked about it i don't think so oh okay this is a song that doesn't work. I don't know if you knew this about this song. Sure it does. No, no, it doesn't, Ethan. And I'll tell you why. Uh, a couple months ago, I spent an hour arguing with the Millihans about uh, Wagon Wheel. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. I believe this is the same situation. Oh, no, it was you that I was arguing with. It was you I was arguing with. Yeah, so right. you wouldn't yeah, and get you're on... still wrong. No, you're still wrong. No, this is... So okay, they... tell me about Modern Day Bonnie and Clyde. Fine, I will. In the first verse, we met at a truck stop, Johnson City, Tennessee. Okay, Ethan, if you were going from Johnson City to Richmond, what roads would you take? Uh, Depends on where else you have to go first. 81 to 64, Ethan. You could take. You could also take 40 to 95. Why would you take 40 to 95? Because you can. 
No, you'd take 40 to 85. If you took 95. That's true. Yeah, that's You'd fair. go way past right. Greensboro. I haven't looked at uh, I haven't looked at the lyrics of Modern Day Bunny Clyde in a while. <laughs> but you're still wrong about Wagonville. No, I'm not. Yes, no, you I'm are. not. Yes, you are. They never mentioned another city to... other than Johnson City. This guy's not my fire when I heard her calling me, said, which way are you headed, boy? You need some company. He doesn't reveal which way he's going. She had me stopping at a quick mart before we made it out of town. Next thing the whole she point was of Bonnie, The whole point of Bonnie and Clyde is they just drove all over the place robbing people. Yeah. They rode all over the place robbing people, right? Like they, they don't, they don't, they're not trying. He's not trying to get to Richmond. Well, clearly, because if he's in Johnson City, you're nowhere near 95. <laughs> I imagine the story is that he gets caught in Virginia and they're taking him to Richmond. To, to try him where or on, he committed a crime in Virginia and gets picked up anywhere and they're taken to Richmond to try him it's the capital man also 95 rhymes with Bonnie Clyde so does 85 yeah but that doesn't 80 80 is not a good word for a song 85 is not a good road for a song <laughs> yeah <laughs> 85 sucks I mean 95 sucks but like 85 is nothing <laughs> 95 sucks but at least it goes from Maine to Florida like it's like iconic i don't know where 85 goes north of richmond but 85 goes out of, uh to to alabama does 85 go all the way yeah down it goes that? down to the gulf you're right we took 85 we took 85 down to um Auburn. Mon- yeah we took it to montgomery and then uh got on 65 down to to like four yeah or 10 or something 10, 10 yeah. new orleans is off 10 uh good times we should go good back. times i want to go back where do you want to go for your bachelor party ethan i kind of want to go back to new orleans do you really maybe what about las vegas i don't want to go to vegas at all Really? I love yeah, Vegas. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a gambler. Oh, you don't have to gamble. They have everything in Las Vegas. Yeah, but I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> because I w- if you put me in a casino, I will want to gamble, but I don't I have casino money. I will immediately want to gamble. I'll be yeah, like, that's the thing. Look at the slot machines. I don't know. There's part of me that's like, let's just rent a cabin in Montana. I'd be totally down for that. We went to one in West Virginia for Ben's. No. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really haven't. I have not thought about anything wedding related. Mm. I just have too much else going on right now. I think about your wedding all the time. I, I know. You've probably thought about my wedding more in the last two years than I have. But even in the last two weeks, that pump and bass? <laughs> I don't know. You live in a house. <laughs> I live in a house and like a cul-de-sac. Like, although I would say that nobody. It is uh, Friday night. Yeah. Uh, are the Terriers playing? Man, that was the weirdest thing. Woof, woof. I could not. I was so concerned. I was dog sitting for you and I walked outside and I could hear a bunch of teenagers barking. It is not bass. It is my daughter. Crying? Kick, no. Kicking. kicking her bed. Kicking her bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about School of Rock. We 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 are an hour into this somehow. I'm always thinking wild. about School of Rock. The thing about School of Rock is that like it's such a 100 percenter. Like I get so frustrated when I talk about nostalgia with people because I always feel yeah. like I don't have the same kind of nostalgia they do. Yeah, it's I don't have a strong feeling of nostalgia for every most things that people do. Like, right, like most people when they're like, oh, 90s kids, early 2000s kids, this was our life. This. Like, this was I have, my life. I have. This was my life. I have never watched the Disney Channel. This was my life. This was my life. This is the greatest Nickelodeon movie of all time. When I think about like why I want to become a teacher, it's because Dewey Finn has a pointer that has a rock and roll on it. Oh, this is the only thing I. Oh, yep. I'm being soft. I had a point I wanted to make about country music earlier. Uh, That's that a rock and roll make. song. That's a rock and roll song. I mean, it's not because. That is literally country music. Like Travis Tritt is is country music, right? Like I wouldn't have thought that was Travis Tritt. I would have thought that was like some proper. Like if you went to his show, it'd be like like a proper country show, like Johnny Cash, like Waylon Jennings. Yeah, or, but it'd be like yeah. a one hit wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Before you say whatever you're gonna say, I'm reading this book right now. We talk about it a lot, The Hero of Ages. Um. We have never talked about it. I've never heard the name of that book ever. Well, we talk about the Mistborn trilogy, and this is the Thomas third Anderson. Book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I keep looking at the title of it because I usually am just listening to the audiobook. Like I own 
the series, but I yeah. these are thick and tiny. It's cool railroad ties got. Yeah. Well, it's a whole big thing. Um, I like railroad ties. You'll find out one day. Um, but I keep looking at this cover and thinking it says the hero of aces, and I think about like sounds fake, but okay. Um, and I think I think the aces could use a hero. They have one. It's called Katniss Everdeen. That's true. There are no archers in these books. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have no idea. I want to talk about country music for a second. Sure. Because I do think I do think that we are approaching a country music renaissance. Yes. Where like songs like Modern Day Bonnie Clyde become the standard again because you're you're having a and I, I this guy's a really bad example because he's a racist piece of shit. But I want to talk about Morgan Wallen for a second. I don't know that I've ever intentionally listened to this dude's music. Um the problem okay, so the problem is I probably have heard his songs. You definitely have if you're on TikTok. Because he has that song that's like well, now I'm dodging potholes in my sunburned Silverado. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, he does the cover of Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell. Everybody loves. Anyway, dude's like legitimately like a, a really good old school country singer who makes good music. I mean, he's a racist piece of shit. Again, I will not stand for that. Uh, there's no place in that for that in country music especially um if anybody's got something to prove it's country artists that they they need to prove that they can not be racist yeah but like the fact that that dude's music is so popular right now means only good things for the future of country music like well, i thought as i really is it's popular for the right reasons and people but, aren't yeah, like but you, you you get what i'm saying like the, the music that sounds like that is popular amongst the country's fans right now right which is like i thought stapleton was going to catch on more than he did i mean he has but like i thought that was going to lead to more people sounding making music like stapleton and it hasn't yet because think, stapleton think, got famous at the height of bro country well, and bro country stapleton, has maintained too strong for for guys like stapleton to overcome entirely i think the other problem stapleton has is he's got that very unique sound but he's not giving himself enough variance within that sound like to me i it agree just, it i just, agree like uh, you can't that, just hang on to Tennessee whiskey forever. Right. And and like I'm saying that and earlier in the same podcast, we were like, how great is Nickelback? They they have one sound uh, because uh, but, Nickelback but, has more variation between their songs than Stapleton does. And, and on the flip side of that, I like both. But also Stapleton, Jack Kroger's also a God tier vocalist. And I like both Nickelback and Stapleton. So, yeah, same um, healthy critique. But I think I think country music is heading the right direction. And I'm very excited about it. Not that I think there's particularly anything wrong with um, bro country with bro country, particularly like, I've enjoyed it. Right. Like, I don't I don't hate it I've it's done stupid it. a lot of times I, there's some songs that i can't do no same but that's true with we grew up in an era of country music that was so not grew up but we we you and i listened to a lot of country music in an era of country music that was so good the like the like 2003 to 2008 9 era right there's, see but that you that had whole your era you had gets... your keith urbans you had your prime blake shelton your prime currington um but that era gets early... so much like hate because it was like patriotic country. But it wasn't. That's not even what I'm talking. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about uh courtesy of red, white, and blue. I'm talking about like must be doing something right. Long yeah. black train, you know, uh before he cheats, um Carrie. days go by. Right. That that was a that was Dirk's Bent early Dirk's Bentley. That was a good that was a very good era of country music where it was like you could listen to the top 40 on CMT. And they all hit. Yeah. And that is just an unreasonable expectation, right? Because if I listen to the top 40 right now, I'm going to find songs I genuinely don't like. Which is weird because I do In country that, music, but also on like the billboard, right? Like, But is there, like if you put on your, I know you don't listen to the radio a lot, but I find if I'm listening to the radio, there's rarely a song that I'm like, I cannot stand this song. I'm skipping it or I'm changing the station. Oh, same. Uh, and I think I just same. don't care as much as that, that, that when I was does happen in country though. But that does happen in country. There's songs that come on where I'm like, this is the stupidest freaking song I've ever heard. Yeah. I'm not listening to it yeah like even even in bro country you have dudes that are like legitimately making good bro country like luke 
Combs makes good music. That that long neck ice cold beer never broke my heart song bangs. Where do we stand <laughs> on something about a boat? Something about a boat. That's the Jimmy Buffett version. Something about a truck. I get more. Yeah. Banger. Banger. Has remained truly a banger. Hunter Hayes? Where are we at with Hunter Hayes? Hunter Hayes disappeared entirely. Did he? Yeah, he hasn't done anything. Hunter Hayes had some bangers. He was the, he was the industry plant of country music, right? Like they, yeah, they were like, he, he was the, he was the male Taylor Swift that failed. Yeah. He, I think it was supposed to be like, uh, not Taylor Swift, but, uh, who's our guy, our new guy that we just added to the script. Oh, uh, Harry Styles. I think he was supposed to be Harry Styles. That's what I'm saying is he was, he, cause Taylor Swift never should have made country music, right? Like I think she should have always made Taylor music. Yeah. But she didn't. Right. You go, I'm sorry. You go back and listen to that early stuff. And that accent is atrocious. <laughs> I mean, she's from. It's I think so she, fake. Like it's so fake. There's something to say, like. Um, I think she was born in Ohio, but then she lived in. You Nashville. are breaking up hardcore, buddy. I cannot hear what We're you're breaking, saying. You and I are breaking up. Your Zoom has failed. No, your Zoom has failed. Maybe it's my internet. I don't know. I've got you loud and clear, amigo. I can't hear you. Hello. Hello. You're back. Hello. My internet. I don't know whether that was unstable. you or me. It is Friday night, so like I don't know what's happening here. It's I do Friday look downtown. Thirteenth. Is it? No, it's the no. 29th. I, well, okay. <laughs> Listen, uh, listen. Did I, I want to ask you about Friday night. Did I take you away from anything? I know you're a real Dewey Finn. Do you, are you supposed to be playing a gig? No, no. I don't have any plans. You got plans tomorrow though. I got plans tomorrow night. Yeah. What are you doing? Go to Riley's house. Oh, fun. You can come. I doubt it. I wasn't invited. So, you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you just texted Riley and said, hey, I heard you're having a shindig. Shindiggity? Like a party? Yeah. On my father's birthday? Party. What? On my father's birthday? I mean, he's having a Halloween party. I, I do have a gig though. We have a gig booked. It hasn't quite been announced yet. We have a gig booked you, on December 6th. December. That's right after our party. I know. The good news. Um, I don't work at the place I used to work at, which means I don't have to stress about asking for that day off. So now I can just go. Hell yeah. It's in Richmond. No, I think it's in Wintergreen. What day off? Our trip. Oh, oh, oh. I assumed you already had off for the trip. No, I had. I thought you meant the. I thought you meant my show. They so, were to come to a show finally. I had a. I, maybe I can. Who knows? Um, I had accrued a day and uh, I was going to use it to ask for that. Like, I think we're leaving Thursday or something or Friday. I don't know how we were doing it. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, not working. Very hard to keep track of a calendar. Very challenging. Yeah. But like, what is a Monday? What's a Tuesday? I go by bones, no bones. Yeah. I mean, today, today, your brother was like, because I was like, oh, I'll be back a week from Monday. And he's like, what day is that? And I'm like, I know. He's like, be either. Then he texted Beth and she knew. <laughs> I was like, just open a calendar. Could have looked at a calendar. Yeah, but apparently Beth has like a superpower for that. Monday the eighth. Yeah, we've got a calendar here on the on the PC. But like, if you if you ask Beth what day, like you know, September twelfth is next year, she just knows. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's bonkers. I don't know anything. I I don't know anything. Yeah. Conceptualize a date to save my life. I know that like because there's thirty one days this month. Monday might be the first. It might be the thirty second. I really don't know. Monday is the first. I'm aware. But okay. Well, listen. You had me think. Not that it was the 32nd, but I was like, it's Monday the 31st? I thought Sunday was the 31st. Yeah, I somebody made the uh, observation All I know is that day that at 7 p.m., I have a wedding, and I also have to sign up for a tattoo appointment at the same time. Somebody recently made the observation that nothing happened four days ago, and I think it's because we don't think of things that way. Like, four days ago... I, I feel like it would be today's the 29th. I feel like that would be the 25th. But they said, you know, everything happens either three days or five days ago. And that I think makes more sense. If I was to say something happened on Monday, I feel like I would say it was five days ago. Yeah. I mean, it's 10 that, p.m. on Friday. Right. But then five the days 20, ago, my dog was born. But then the 26th would be three days ago. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> but you it stop is. stop that. <laughs> hey, hey, you stop that. <laughs> Because that feels right, right? Like No, Wednesday was three days ago. Uh, what? <laughs> but if you were to say something happened on the 26th, would you say it happened three days ago or four days ago? Mm, 
That implies I know what day it is. <laughs> Today's 29th. Yeah, but that implies that I know off the top if of my head If you were what to say is. something happened on Tuesday, would you say it was three days ago or four days? Ago? Three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'd uh, probably say Monday was four days ago. I don't remember what happened on Monday, so it's inconsequential. My dog was born. Your brother oh, was congratulations. born. Well, your brother had a birthday. My brother had a birthday, and and on Tuesday my niece was born. Yeah, yeah, it's been a big week. It has been a big week. Zach attack. Oh, I do want to I do want to burst your bubble a little tiny bit, real quick. Okay. Uh, I don't know when the last time you listened to a new Zach Brown else or a new Zach Brown song. I don't know. The Zach Brown band is bad now. Is that like so? I'm sure if you go to a show, it's still fantastic, and they don't play any of those songs. But like the last time I I heard a new Zach Brown song recently, and it was garbage. I think I was aware that that happened, but I just don't yeah. listen to news. I actually, if you're not careful, you listen to an old Zach Brown song you liked and it's garbage. And that's... No, that's not true. No, sometimes it... You ever listen to No, Toes? it's really not. Hey, hey, buddy, I'm going to disagree with you there. Because very recently, I was driving in the car with Caitlin and she was like, she put on Zach Brown, like this, like the Spotify playlist, like this is Zach Brown. Yeah. And I was like, all of these songs slap. Have you listened to Toes? Yeah, slaps. Great song. Ladies, uh, listeners, folks, friends, Tyler's making a face that I disagree with. It suck. It doesn't suck, man. The problem is like when I talk about like songs that made me turn the radio off, that mm, might be one of them. That's so wild because you're so incorrect. Um, you know what about- song would never make me turn the radio off? Heat Above by Greta Van Fleet. No, I love that song. I love that song. Dude's an incredible vocalist. Correct. He's a weird human being and I would never want to talk to him. Are you kidding me? I want to talk to him all the time. Yeah, same, same. I'm wa- deeply interested in what that band of four brothers is like. I just want to text them. Like, I want to be in the group chat. At Greta Van Fleet, if you're listening and you need uh, any any touring position, I'm down. If you need somebody to just hang out. My dream goal in the next uh, three years is to get hired on as a photographer with the Mountain Goats. That's my that's my goal I'm working toward right now. Do they, do they hire a photographer? I feel like Josh Darnell gets in like a... John. John. Josh Kishka. How do you say that last name? I think it's Kishka. Yeah. Yeah. John Darnell. The question... See, see, gets Tyler, into the like question... a 1985 Corolla with a guitar no, in the they're, back. They're a bus band. Really? Yeah, they're a bus band. I mean, I, I know that they like could afford it because of their success, but I feel like you'd be like, no, I just no. They're they're really like buses are expensive. Okay, the the TAI TV gives you a warped idea of who gets to ride in a bus because buses Pete, are expensive. Pete Wentz paid for that bus. Pete Wentz paid for that bus. Okay, Adam T. Siska did not pay for that bus. No, F- fueled by ramen paid for that bus. Yeah, I mean, and, I bet- and, fuel, and, and you know what? And you know what? Feel by ramen. I guarantee you um, squeezed all of that money back out of those dudes. And that's probably the reason they don't exist anymore. Or because Michael got Chislet was like, I'm going to go play Australian Christian music. He's going to go play American Christian music. Well, he's going to be the Australian person in Hillsong. In Hillsong. Yeah. Well, I bet he made tour bus money there. Oh, he definitely makes tour bus money there. Yeah. See, Greta, the, so the Mountain Goats, um, Mountain Goats and Greta Van Fleet are actually probably on like a fairly equal level of success, I would imagine. Uh, but the Mountain Goats were not a bus band until recently, until they got old. They were a van band. You were a van band. Yes. Why didn't you guys have a bus? Oh, because we make no money. Buses are very expensive. That would add up. Those those two facts. A lot of, see, here's what happened. Is, here's mind. what happened to a lot of your favorite. If you, if you listened to like pop punk or metalcore between the years of two 2005 to 2017. A lot of your favorite bands don't exist anymore because they got paid to play Warp Tour and they rented a bus for Warp Tour and that bankrupted them. Mm. Happened to a lot of people because they rented a bus for the entire summer at like, I don't know, some ungodly sum, like $20,000 a week. And Warp Tour doesn't make that money? Well, some people on Warp Tour do, but like a lot of times their labels will just be like, cool, we're going to pay for the bus for you to go on Warp Tour if you want it. And they're like, yeah, the label's paying for it. Then the label's like, mm, let's see you owe us for the bus. Mm. 
and you don't get to have another album until you pay us back for the bus. I mean, that's what I would do if I was the label. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not hating on the label for getting their 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 dollars, but if you the independent label system that that pop punk and metalcore operates under is uh, the, worst the criminal ever. in this scenario seems like the bus rental company, not the label. No, it's not. I mean, you, you hire a whole like human being to like drive you 24 seven. OK, does that person deserve twenty thousand dollars a week? Um, I mean, he, I, they, they make a lot of money. Those bus drivers. I understand you're, that. You're on call 24 seven. Right. And I, then you got to you got to pay for the bus. Listen, if you drive. Here's the thing. Tyler, do you have any idea how much one of those tour bus costs? A lot. Yeah, like like $1.5 million. No way. Yeah. We should buy one. No. No. Why not? Oh, well, neither of you or I are qualified to drive one. But then we would have $1.5 million. If we have $1.5 million, there are many, 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 many things that we could spend it on that aren't a tour bus. <laughs> we could tour. Freely. Yeah, but we could buy We could buy a 2005 Chevy Express. But then we can't tour. Yeah, we absolutely can tour in a Chevy Express with two of us. With two of us? <laughs> you can fit a, a queen-size bed in the back of that thing. Are you going to share a queen-size bed with me the whole tour? No, I'm driving. You're sleeping. Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> no, you sleep on the bench. I'm so confused. You get the bed? If there's just, no, if there's just two of us, though, like, <laughs> I'm so. Honestly, honestly, if there's two of us, it makes more sense for us to get an um, 85 Corolla and just drive to, that. And get an 85 Corolla and, and buy hotels every night. <laughs> right. Just do that. We don't even have instruments. We're just go. We have. Yeah, no, we're touring a podcast. We need <laughs> right. a two sure SM58s. Right. And, and a folding table. <laughs> And 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 the venues will provide both of those. <laughs> we need a projector. Every day, Jordan is like, "Oh, SCB meetups," and I'm like, and every day I'm like, "Popcorn culture can go on tour. Popcorn culture can go on. They can go on. They can go on. They can go on. They will make money if they go on tour." Jordan podcast live shows. Jordan and she's like, "Meetups, live shows, live shows, live shows. Thirty five hundred seats, and you get to entertain them. You get to like do your thing. Yeah, have a non parasocial relationship with them. We should go on tour. We're not big enough. We are." now well you convince your brothers to go on tour and take us out with them and then we'll see where we get we'll open for them. Yeah, well i will gladly open for them i think we if should... it means i get to go on podcast tour i think so here's my thing is if we went on podcast tour we would bring guitars right no you wouldn't bring a guitar you wouldn't get out there and no do... we would do a live episode of bacon and eggs but if we... okay one if we're opening we're doing like a seven minute episode of marvel mondays <laughs> uh two you wouldn't want to do like one music thing no really yeah i want to do a podcast live show i know what i'm there for All right. i'm I mean, if we're if we're putting on the Super Carlin Variety Hour, then you know that's different. Yeah, I'll play guitar for the people. I'll get up in there and sing "Going to Georgia." Anyway, so that was the story. As I was driving into Georgia on ninety five, that song came on. As I was going over the bridge, that was the whole. The story. The most remarkable thing about coming home to you is the feeling of being in motion again. Yeah. Do you like my Mickey it's Mouse? A, it's a banger. It's not as much of a banger as No Children. Do you like my Mickey Mouse T-shirt? I do like your Mickey Mouse T-shirt. I like this one. I like things where where details are implied. You know what I'm saying? Like you, he yeah. doesn't have ears because he doesn't have ears. Yeah, the ears are. Shirt. Yeah. Yeah. The ears of the shirt. Like that. He didn't have skin either. Or gloves. The world shines as I cross the Macon we, County the line. If we toured Bacon and Eggs, could we tour School of Rock? And could we play the School of Rock song? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we would get sued. Because it's like a show. Yeah. It's like, it's a live show and a movie and a musical. And I think it's a TV show too. I believe so. The musical sucks. I just think the problem with the musical. The musical is Andrew Lloyd Weber's worst work. The problem with the musical is the only. The problem with the, op the, the musical is the opening number is a song called Mount Rock. It's like, can you climb to the top of Mount Rock? 
I mean, it sucks. I think the problem it's Alex Brightman, the guy who played Beetlejuice, being not good. Well, it's it's not Jack Black is the thing. It's not Jack Black. It's Alex Brightman, the guy who played Beetlejuice on I'm, Broadway, not in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is Michael Keaton. How in the name of Jesus, Apple Bottom Christ, have we not covered Beetlejuice on this podcast? I've never seen Beetlejuice, and you, for the lo- most except for the first year you've hated halloween this isn't a halloween movie yes it is oh it's not i still hate halloween but you're going to halloween party i'm going to just come to the party hey siri text riles oh riles now yeah we're co-workers me and rilesworth were co-workers one time back in the old days i don't know how to talk to you about this man i don't I, you're getting very weird every time we talk what do you mean you're getting like weird and defensive i'm asking you questions and then you get like weird and quiet what are you talking about i said you're going to a halloween party and you got like all weird because yeah, earlier you're like oh yeah you yeah, 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 you got plants, you got plants, you got plants, hey, you got plants, you got plants, you, know, you don't want to hang out with me because you got plants. I'm just bored. So that's what I'm saying, just come to the party. It's, I'm not being weird or quiet. I'm saying that like, you can't get mad at me for having plans when you asked me to hang out tonight and I already had plans. I have to, I'm going to two parties. Two parties? Two parties. Man, you Mr. Popular. For, uh, t- for tomorrow night, yeah, I'm Mr. Popular. I will probably go to zero parties tomorrow. Uh, I figured as much. Because I have children. Yeah. And I don't have a babysitter. Yeah. Those would be the things. I feel like the parties you go to would not be toddler or infant friendly. I have no idea about Riley's party. I Camille's party, definitely not. <laughs> Every time I've been to Camille's house, glass has gotten broken. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. So that one's probably a no-go. That on one's the, a definitely a no-go. The toddler who hates shoes. The toddler who hates shoes would not be do well at Camille's house. <laughs> uh, have I told you my kids' costumes? I think I told you last week, which was earlier this week. I think you told a group chat. I don't well, think you told the podcast. I'll tell the podcast. You should tell the podcast because I've had a, most of a bottle of wine and don't remember. So my daughter, Olivia, she's going to be who she thinks is Anna, but is actually Elsa. But they're all Anna to her. And then my son. Good for her. Right? <laughs> what a move. What a power move. Especially in that family. <laughs> she's blonde and everything. She's a real Elsa, but she just, I want to yeah, watch but your, Anna. Your niece, Emily's niece, your Emily's sister's baby is obsessed with, with Elsa, right? No. Diana, didn't she? I mean, they like Elsa. Oh, she's she's right. nine. So she's like. Is she really? She's eight. But she has like God. her own interests. Like I, that's so wild to me. <laughs> she was like five, maybe four when I met her. Yeah, she was. That's so wild. Was, she's born in thirteen, so she's eight. Uh, Good lord! I know. I was like there when her sister was born, and yeah, was definitely there when George was born. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I remember Emma as like a, a baby. Yeah, like a baby, a te- baby. Teensy, teensy, tiny little baby. Um, yeah, I mean, she likes Elsa, but she's, I don't want to say grown out of it because she has, like, I haven't grown out of it. I'm, no, she'll grow back into it. I'm slowly working my way through the frozen canon and everything, like, tangential to the frozen canon. Tangential. What a word. Tangential. Is that not the word? Tangential. Tangential. There's no, there's only one end in that. Okay. See, I think. I like tangential better, though. It, 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 it comes out smoother. I, th- I don't think it's not a word. I think that's a word. I'm pretty good. It's about- not a word. I'm pretty good about when things are words and not words. I think that I'm above average at that skill. Um, Are you on perpendicular fueling TikTok? No. (laughs) So right now there's a, uh, on TikTok, there's a, um, you could do a text to speech as like the scream voice, like the phone voice. Okay. And so there was just this, and there's this sound that's like super ominous and people overlay that and they they just like pull like ass up to the gas pump and have the text to speech be like, fuck it, perpendicular fueling. (laughs) And they like, like... (laughs) Pull the car in, ass up to the gas pump, and like put the fuel, the the, the hose in. 
like instead of parallel fueling, like fuck it, perpendicular fueling. But it spawns so many like fuck it, tangent fueling, and they're like way out, like pointed in the wrong direction. That sounds like a part of TikTok. I I love a good math. Joke. It's so it's so funny uh, every time I see one. So Olivia will be Elsa and yeah. Finn. To go with the whole thing will be Sven, the reindeer. Yes, you did tell me this. Yeah, yes. You said this is a group chat, but not in the podcast. Yes, Sven. I was really proud of that. It's just a onesie with reindeer ears, but I think it looks great. Well, I mean, he's 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 half a year old. Yeah, he's six months old. Yeah. He's, <sighs> he's, he's got to stop getting bigger, man. It's, it's bullshit. Um, well, yeah. He's going to keep getting bigger for like the next 20 years or so. I mean, I know, but like, I don't know. I miss him. I miss him too. He's all the way down the hall. I mean, I miss Olivia too, but like I missed so much of her like infancy just because of COVID and all that. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel a deeper connection to Finn. I feel a very deep connection to both of them. Well, yeah, they're your children. Yeah. They're the best. And I love them both. They're great. They're the best kids. Um, they're, they're they're special, dude. I can't, I cannot wait for them to grow up and do great things. I'm very excited. Me too. I'm, I got a good, I got a good feeling about those kids. Good vibe. Good vibes. Caught up. Are you on uh parents of preteens dance to caught a vibe TikTok? No. Oh man. No. Yeah. That's that, also called Meet Me at Our Spot. Whatever. The Willow song. I am I am on all, all out of nowhere Willow Smith makes good music TikTok. I'll tell you that much. Uh I'm not surprised. Will Smith is one of like the most successful people. Yeah. Will Smith is great. How do you get to be the genie? Like that to me is the mark. Recently, somebody said that Will Smith was the black Tom Hanks. And I kind of agree with that. I feel that. It's either him or Denzel. It's not Denzel. That's kind of Denzel. Denzel has never played a warm role. Denzel. Yeah, sure he has. What? Denzel is not Mr. Rogers. I mean, that's fair. He's Herman Boone. Correct. That's not a warm person. I guess. The only reason I was saying Denzel is because Denzel has like a kid that's acting age and making good movies. Ah. Like Tom Hanks. Colin Hanks? Colin Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's like old now. Yeah. So is Tom Hanks. Thanks. Yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah. I do love me some Tom Hanks, though. He, he always does I do too. well. Yeah. He always does well. I mean, I love Denzel and Will Smith, though, too. Yeah. Like, well, I want to know when they sat down. Although out of all of them, Will Smith is, I think, made the most bad movies. Definitely has. Yeah. Uh, but when they sat down to talk about like, hey, although, we need. Although I will say Tom Hanks was in Turner and Hooch. That is unforgivable. Like his... That is a crime you can't commit and get away with. Like we should hold movie. that against him until death. I really don't like Turner and Hooch at all. I've never even seen Turner and Hooch. It, okay, so you know what younger Tom Hanks sounds like, right? Like it's like it's like modern Tom Hanks, but like an octave higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's just imagine Tom Hanks yelling at a dog for two hours. Okay. That's the whole movie. I watched him yell at a. Like, uh, oh, come on! Why are you? I watched him yell at a volleyball for two hours one time. Yeah, but that was different. That was awesome. It wasn't. It, that wasn't a comedy. No. Although I will say, uh, the movie's got a lot going for it. Helen Hunt. Boom. Nailed it. Uh, Helen Hunt's character marries a man named Dr. Spaulding. Nailed it. Man, I'll tell you what. There was a lot of bad comedies made between. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here. The top 10 worst comedy movies of all time were made between the release of Ferris Bueller and the release of Bruce Almighty. That is not true. It absolutely is. Overboard. I really don't like that era of comedy. Overboard with Anna Ferris came out in like 2018. And that's I'm, at least I'm, in the top five. I am certain that Overboard with Anna Ferris is better than Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, Hard disagree. Ace Ventura Pet Detective is a, Jim Carrey role. Is, Jim Carrey a, is a 99. Worst Jim Carrey role. It's a zero. It's a 100%. It's a zero. On the D100, worst, which means worst 100. Carry. Worst Carrey. People who don't like Jim Carrey, I get it because of, of Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura is amazing. It's not. So good. Dumb and Dumber, also bad. Amazing. I love Dumb and Dumber. The only bad thing Jeff Daniels has ever been in. You're breaking Jeff my Daniels, heart. one of the most underrated actors to ever live. Breaking, only bad thing he's ever been in was Ace Ventura. Breaking my heart today. I'm, t- I'm just, 
or, or in there's about things I'm nostalgic for these movies. <laughs> I, I'm not clearly. I see. I just was not exposed to those movies because they they came out at a time when I was not going to see movies like that in theaters. So like my parents would have had to show me those movies. And they didn't. Right. And I'm not saying that what Russell Linda did was correct. But like while you were watching Ace Ventura Pet Detective, I was watching Psycho. I was not. I've never seen Psycho. Yeah. That, so that that tells that should tell you a lot about the way I think about movies. But like most of the comedies uh, that I like, I came to on my own. 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street was fantastic. That's 100 times better than Ace Ventura Pet Disagreed. Detective. Disagreed. It's so much funnier. Ace Ventura Pet Detective is so good. You know what I couldn't do was like... Uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective might have been good if Ice Cube was in it. Uh, you know what I couldn't do were the like scary movie movies. Oh, I do not miss that era of film at where, all. Like, I think it was probably just one company making like epic movie and scary movie and not another teen movie and yeah. all those. They like they would like make me sick. They're like gross. I, I love heavy satire as much as the next guy, right? I even love heavy satire on a theme with Charlie Sheen in it. Major League is one of the funniest movies ever made. A scary movie was so bad. What do you think of like uh, Spinal Tap? I love This Is Spinal Tap. Is that a Mandela effect? Was it always called This Is Spinal Tap? Yes. Yes. No, it was just Spinal Tap. No, it's it's all the name of the movie has always been This Is Spinal Tap. Did but you just refer to it as Spinal Tap. Did you know that this movie was called The School of Rock? It's not. It is. It is it really? Yeah. No, that's bullshit. You're lying. It is on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. I had a hard time finding it for some reason. Because there's a TV show by the same name. Yeah, it's just School of Rock, dude. Okay. IMDb says School of Rock. All right, if you say so. But uh. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. Um, the, the the same people made a bunch of those like mockumentaries that are all really good. Uh, Here, Christopher Guest. Here's one. I want to know how you feel about because Best in Show with Eugene Levy is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I love Best it's, in Show. So yeah, good. Best in Show, uh, A Mighty Wind, which is uh, a, a a mock of like PBS era telethon music. Let me ask you this. This is uh, a good litmus test to see if I like somebody or if I cannot stand them. Okay. Are the Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers movies funny? Wait, oh, howdy, Tyler. I have, I have, I have something really. I've never seen a single either of them. Good not one. That's at least the right not answer. Meet the, not Meet the Parents, not Meet the Fockers, not Little Fockers. That's you're oh. in the right camp with that answer, so I'll take it. The only thing I know is Robert De Niro going, "I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me?" <laughs> um, let me ask you this one. There's there's another one. Zoolander uh, and, and Tyler, yeah, Zoolander I'm in on, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something, man. Um, ninety percent of movies that have ever had Ben Stiller as the lead are bad. I was about to ask you about the Heartbreak Kid. I've never even heard of that. Yes, you had. This is one that you've seen. I don't think I have. I but I I really don't like Ben Stiller very much. I like Zoolander, but. Owen Wilson carries that movie. Yeah, he does. So this um, is, uh, oh, okay. I like Dodgeball, but like dodgeball. he's the villain in Dodgeball. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. I watched Dodgeball about a month ago. Dodgeball holds up incredibly well. Uh, a lot of people don't like Lance Armstrong. Lance Whatever, Armstrong dude. is like the linchpin of Dodgeball. Granted, I like Lance Armstrong. Don't care. So. Don't care. <laughs> I I am here to, now, if Lance Armstrong has done something other than cheated racing that I don't know about, then I didn't just, whatever. The only thing I know about is that he he took his blood out when he had worked a out a lot and then put it back in himself when he hadn't worked out. Yes. Blood doped. That's all I know about Lance Armstrong is that he cheated. At, look, I was telling I was telling your brother Jonathan about this today because we were talking about dodgeball. We were talking about movies from this era that may or may not have held up because I said, and I quote, I don't know how well School of Rock is going to hold up because it's about the school. And I feel like they said some things you just can't say anymore. They did, but I don't care. They, they did, but also I don't think they did. I think they made. I think they made jokes that people wouldn't make anymore, but they made them like, cause when Dewey is like, I think I've touched your, or that your children have touched me. And I think that I have touched them. And the whole group of parents is like, yo, what the f fuck? And like chase him out of the room. That is the appropriate way to handle that. Right? Like, yeah. like it's, it's funny 
from a 2003 lens, I don't think you could or would say it anymore, but it's not like Dewey was like, I've touched your kids <laughs> and got away with it. Right. I think right. there was, like, uh, there's another moment in the movie that I think that they lean into it being a movie for kids that works really well when he's getting kicked out of the band and he tells him to read between the lines. Yeah. That to me was like, that fits so good here. And the, and the whole thing, and obviously I'm not a proponent of the use of this word, um, nor do I think we should shame people for their, their uh, any kind of sexual proclivities, whatever. But when he was like, you guys are groupies, I was like, dude, you can't, hey bud, you can't say that. And then five minutes later, Miranda Cosgrove is like, um, excuse me, groupies? They're sluts, they sleep with the band. And I was like, man, this movie was ahead of its time. <laughs> called him out yeah oh yeah this, you definitely movie, can't definitely you can't, can't, call you can't say of- that anymore but you could say that in like 2014 right right when you couldn't but you could i think this movie does i would show this to my children I, I think this movie does fine i would show this to to a to a, a 10 year old yeah. easily yeah because it's it's a it's a very important movie right because it, it pig wrecked and this is the point I, this is the point i keep forgetting to make the entire time it treats it shows kids on screen being treated like people yeah uh and it gives kids the language to talk to their parents about their dreams right yes it, it is it is it is a super important it's a super didactic movie and i think that it, it is like the kind of movie that if i was a teacher i would show in school yeah like a music teacher yeah, yeah. not not even a music teacher like i because i don't think this has really anything to do with music at the end of the day this is an important lesson about like letting your kids dream their own dreams and supporting I them i don't think it is i i think it's more about letting Dewey dream his dreams. Right. About like yes. Dewey coming to terms with like, because the, the the epilogue is Dewey has an after school program yes. where he gets to teach rock and roll to kids. Yeah. But the point is these kids never become Dewey. Right. They never they, have to be Dewey. Right. Because they had Dewey. Right. And they're not going to. You have to be, you have to be the Dewey for your kids. You can't be Lawrence's or Zach's dad. You can't be Zach's dad where he's like no music until after you finish your homework and also no more rock music. Right. Also, you can't be that dad. Also Zach's dad. What fucking homework? Yeah. <laughs> he has one. What it's third grade <laughs> i only say it's third grade i don't know that they reveal that it's third grade but they introduce a fourth grade teacher and the kids are 10 and your grade is yeah. your age plus six yeah or your Uh-oh. age is your grade plus six yeah no i get you i mean third or fourth grade whatever it's it's for all intents and purposes the same thing right um but yeah the, the point is to is is dewey is a lesson zach is a lesson to kids dewey is a lesson to parents yes zach's lesson is yeah if you like if you're passionate about something or if you feel something or if you you know if something makes you open up that's good and you can you can lean into and you those should, and you should you should tell your parents and dewey's lesson to the parents is if your kid opens up about being passionate about something stoke that flame especially if he's a third grader yes that being said because don't do what dewey did <laughs> no don't do what dewey did but there are with very few exceptions because there are always exceptions to these rules but there's nothing that you can do in third grade that is going to harm you in the future well, they even reference that concept in this where they he makes a mention that if we win the the you know, statewide rock band competition, then you'll get a positive mark on your permanent record. Your permanent record does not exist. Does not exist. Yeah, it does not exist. No college is looking at your permanent record. They're looking at your grades. They're looking at your, they're looking at your grades and your test scores. And, and honestly, by the time that people our age have kids that are in college, like by the time Olivia is applying to college, I have no idea what those, those uh, criteria are going to look like, but I sincerely doubt that the 1600 point SAT score matters as much as it did for 
us. I don't think it matters now. <laughs> I have no idea. I think they go Truly, for the, the no 2400. Idea. No, they, they got rid of that. Oh, did they? Writing, writing portion, I believe, is back out. Writing portion, I think, was my saving grace. Yeah, writing portion was not mandatory for our year. It was mandatory for the year below us. A keyboard. And then like, Personal and then finance. I, I think like five years later, stopped. I think I got, I don't remember my score. I know I got a 660 on math. That's all I know. I do not remember my individual scores at all. I think my final, like, it was, I took two scores. I don't remember which two. It was like a 1260 out of 1600. My, my, my scores without writing was a, uh, a 1490. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. We went to the same college. 98th percentile. And then we went to the same college and we both got degrees that we're not using. Both got the same college and had about, about the same freshman GPA. <laughs> I think I, I kept several points ahead of you to stay off academic probation. Yes. Um, and I got like a, I got a 4.0, I think my senior year. Like, nice. I'm pretty sure I made Dean's list. Like, Good port. I did not. Because I tried when I was a senior. I, I, made, le- I had learned how to college by then. I made a list and that list was this person got to graduate. This person got to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> I almost didn't get to graduate, but that was, a, that was not a great thing. It's because I was required to take a class that didn't exist. You should have taken it, Ethan. You should, you should work that out with the, with well, the registrar. So, so here's what happened. Um, I was a Spanish major, right? Yeah. And si. yeah, and, and Spanish majors, modern language majors that, that were in the 2015 class were supposed to take this modern language like 340 class or whatever, right? Yeah. However, they stopped offering modern language 340 in after sophomore year. And so I was like, hey, what do I do? And I got a letter from the registrar that was like, oh, just don't take it. It's fine. Y luego. And then a week before graduation or whatever, they were like, oh, you can't graduate. You don't have MLAN 340. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, I have, that class doesn't exist. You didn't teach it the whole time I was here. I'm not supposed to take 300 level classes in my second year like um i think i had something similar happen because i don't remember what i would have replaced it with uh i took a semester off remember yeah that was the semester i was taking philosophy 495 which was yeah uh the great philosophers so i have a degree in philosophy and religious studies um and there's very good i was very excited about the class that i got for it because it was on c.s lewis um but i didn't finish the course and i don't recall retaking that class but you had to take 495 and i think it was 405 i don't know what it was you had to take the 495 is 495 i think was your like seminar. seminar yeah and then i think it was 453 was great philosophers or something yeah. like that it was 400 level class you had there was two of them yeah. you had to take one of them you wrote a legit paper that you presented at a study like at a yeah. convention and one of them you studied one philosopher whatever but anyway um, so i don't know that i so ever redid it i i was supposed to take this class but this they stopped offering this class entirely like it wasn't the catalog anymore the grade below or the grade the year below us didn't have to take it but i did and so the registrar was like yeah no you have the office of the registrar was like you have to take it and i was like uh no i have a ledger from the office of the registrar excusing me right like it's on my record and they're like oh that was the last registrar we have a new registrar <laughs> and i was like so what am i supposed to do and they're like you have to take the class it's required i'm like you don't offer the class to, like nobody gets the class nobody gets the class like they don't it's not in the catalog anymore you don't offer it nobody's taught it for 24 months so i went and talked to paul personally did you yeah because i'd spent a year in catering at that point so we knew who i was <laughs> i sat down in, the, in his office in front of a secretary and she was like mr triple's not seeing people today and i was like he'll see me <laughs> and he walked out to go to lunch i was like hey how you doing and i was like i had to talk to you about something and he was just like stamp done you can graduate it's fine you can graduate i don't care please leave my school please fix my rate my rates yeah my- like you you want to graduate in four years please graduate in four years because, and that was the thing is like nobody could offer me like oh so i stay another semester and i do what and i'm like but you have to take the class and i'm like you don't offer the class 
You're not offering it this fall. Where am I supposed to take it? You don't take 400 level classes online at the community college. Oh, whatever. I need to do a listener score. Yeah, let's let's knock. Oh, we're over on time. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, we're over. Man, this 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 is evaporated. What is evaporated? The time. Oh, I thought you meant the wax in my candle. No, no. The time that we have spent together podcasting has just vanished. Yeeted away. Yeeted itself. Uh, let me go into this one. We're going to come over here. School of Rock. I will say the, the listener score is definitely going to be the thing holding this down in the future. Like if this is not the, the number one movie at the end of the year, we've either watched something incredible or it's the listener's fault. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience is, like I said, only makes up 5% of it. Yeah. Although I, I feel like we might be diluting the, um, I feel like we might be diluting the 100% a little bit too much, but. No, I think we're hitting... I think we're like... I don't think this will keep up, truthfully. The 82 on Metacritic is going to help this. So just to recap, though, I gave it 100%. Ethan I don't know, man. I'm telling you, Breaking Dawn Part 2 is 100%er. Like, <laughs> I, You know what score I really want to bust out that I don't know that I've used yet? What? 99. <sighs> There's so much power in a 99. Because it communicates more than 100%er. A 100%er could oh. be like Twilight, where like, I love this unabashedly. I will give it X Factor and to the ends of yeah, the earth. Yeah, but the, the 99 is the true best score. Is the true best score of like... Because the 95 doesn't... Re- or the 99 doesn't rely on an X factor right right that's that's like a true technical perfection i can tell you it's probably not going to be marvel's eternals which is what we're covering next week. It means I have to go to the theater. When am I going to find Although, the time? Although, uh, at this point, at this point, because did you see that the Rotten Tomatoes score has dropped to a 63? Oh, God. No, sorry, 62. Oh, my God. At this point, I'm like, do we even see it? Like, do we waste the time and energy going to the theater yes, to see we it? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Because a lot of people that I trust a lot don't like it very much. Well, see, I get worried about Marvel with stuff like that, though, because it's so polarizing. I'm very concerned that there's going to be like, like this will be the first movie with like a trans character or something and that's the reason the score is being pulled down and i'm gonna think it's fantastic so and i don't know if that's even the case i don't know anything um, i don't think john negroni would not like it for that reason no john would, john would be right john could be well i love john i know he listens to this show and i love john i don't have anything negative to say i just yeah no that really sounded like he had a butt on the other end i i love john no i, I and, that's and, all there and is john to... john didn't I like it so that's it's not he's the butt. main person i'm worried about i hold on before i talk about john because i really want to uh, look at the brown of my hair compared to the red of my beard right here. You can really see the distinction. Yeah. And a lot of times yeah. it just looks like my hair matches my beard. But oh, this... I have I have hairs under here that are like black. Weird. Uh, like I love black. John. This is what I, this is not a, a butt. Butt's the wrong word. I love John, but sometimes we disagree on movies. That's all. Yeah, like... but I don't. Yeah, I, I but I think that like it's a, it's a case where like I think it's a ninety. He thinks it's a forty. Mm. Like usually when he thinks it's a sixty, I also think it's in the sixties. Yeah. It the the, the look. I close out is great. Like, no man land was great. She's she's a proper real life Oscar director. And the, and the cat. If you told me, here's the thing about um, about uh, Eternals. Let me let me let me get the IMDb up real quick because there's there's introducing uh, ten. 10 new superheroes, which is wild. You tell me that, uh, that, 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 uh, you know, Oscar winner Chloe Zhao is directing a movie starring Jim Chan, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Kit Harrington, Kumail Jajiani, and like other people that I've heard of. I'm like, oh man, that sounds like a great movie. And then you go, and it's a Marvel superhero movie. And I'm like, ooh, know about that. What if it's like, I know John is a big proponent of the blockbuster. What if it's more of an artsy film? Maybe we'll get something like that. Cause I know you and I can, can like an artsy film. Yeah, but I think that's the wrong direction for phase four of the mcu phase four is going all sorts of freaking directions right now they made but me watch three tv shows but it's shows. not though but it's not though right because it's still um it is definitely it is definitely artsier but it is whole hog just better right like and and her being like you know what you know what the mcu needed two characters fucking on screen <laughs> that's what we need and a lot of people i think are are reasonably concerned about that and i think that those concerns are being overlooked 
just in this like super sex positive era of like parents being like, I would love to take my eight year old to see this superhero movie. And there's people having sex on screen. Is there? Is that a thing in the Eternals? Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen the quote. Uh -uh. Hold on. Hold on. There's a sex scene in Eternals from what I've heard is a fairly um, not graphic, but like you know, uh, in-depth sex scene. Uh, so Cloja was quoted as saying, for us to be able to show people, two people who love each other, not just emotionally and intellectually, but also physically, and to have a sex scene that will be seen by a lot of people that shows their love and compassion and gentleness, I think it's a really beautiful thing. Weird. Yeah. If it's so, not so, if it's not Cap and Bucky, I don't think anybody wants it. So they, they, she, they literally like got on the horn with her and they're like, hey, did you really need to film these people fucking on screen? And she was like, yes, it is integral to the movie. All right. I guess we'll find out. Anyway, listener score on School of Rock is a 90. Oh, God, that's a lot. Yeah, that was higher than I expected. Specifically because we have one person in the Discord who gave it a 50. Dear one person in the Discord, I am side-eyeing you. That gives it a bacon and egg score of 94, rounded up from 93.6. That is significantly better than Dune. Yeah, uh, I've been told that um, by a couple people that technically Twilight uh, New Moon was the first movie of year five, but it's not. No, we started with Dune. We took the weeks off. Dune is the first movie of year five. Like that's, this is what we're doing. We took a break, okay? Yeah. In the future, we'll probably take a break around the same time. So after the break is when the year starts. I You're appreciate- getting 50 movies a year from now on, okay? Maybe less, maybe more, but yeah, maybe we'll baseline do like 50. Bacon and Eggs Week where we get together and record an episode every day. We could do that. Man, that unemployment's hitting you hard. Yes. This, this, this Tyler always scares me he's gonna make because he demands, stuff. he demands a commitment level for me that I'm not mentally prepared to give. <laughs> Remember the last time you got fired and I also didn't have a job and you were like, there's nothing stopping us from working nine to five on bacon and eggs. And I'm like, I'll blow my brains out, dog. Like, this is supposed to be fun. I had fun doing that. I think. Yeah, about I did this. too, but we did it for three days. Yeah. And wrote like nine blog posts and talked shit about the kissing booth. I love the kissing booth. Same. But in an, in the episode we recorded during that week, we talked shit about the kissing booth. Mm. Or at least you did. Sorry, Beth. I, I was uncultured. I told, I told Beth that one time and uh, because it haunts me because she's my favorite person. I love Beth. I get to, I love I get to so be a dungeon master for Beth this weekend. I'm so sad I'm missing that. Well, you know, you're going to a party at Rylesworth's house, so. I'm not. I'm going to a wedding of one of my girlfriend, my fiance's childhood best friends. Yeah, but I mean, we could have moved it to Saturday, but you were busy that day, too. So we just kept it on Sunday. That's not true. <laughs> None of that is true. Just come to the party. Uh, I hate you. I hate you. I'll see. That's true. I love you. But right now. I'll see uh, what, what old Mary's doing tomorrow night. I will say this is a long, we're over two hours right now on our recording block. I'm like fine to stay up to record a hash browns, but most of the content that would go into a hash browns is already in this episode. I think we should just talk for nine minutes about the mountain goats in a hash brown. I don't have nine minutes of things to say about the mountain goats. I could recommend you min mountain goat songs you should listen to for nine minutes. <laughs> I don't think that's going to go anywhere um, yeah, that's fair but it's a 94 a new number one um i just want to give you a point of reference if we did school of rock in year four which is the only uh year we have numbers for it would have beaten the trial of the chicago seven and been sixth overall i'm with that losing to return of the king ma rainey's black bottom shang chi mm. in the heights and it's a wonderful life i'll be 100 percent with you yeah Oh, uh, this is better than Return of the King. Uh, <laughs> I would give this 100 and I would not give Return of the King 100. Yeah, but I understand. Like, I mean, that's why we have all the other factors to go. With yeah, no, point. I'm with that. I'm just, I'm just 
for my own personal stuff, I'm saying like I have a feeling that that just since we've gotten more comfortable with the uh, the rating system, I think that our top five movies this year will be movies that you and I both give 100 to. I think you're probably right if we watch that many. But uh, let's wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this has been an episode of Bacon and Eggs. Bacon and Eggs is a production of WBD Podcast Network. Uh, for more podcasts like this, you can go to WBD.org or anywhere you find podcasts and search for any of our great podcasts. Our graphics are by Vishon Brandon. Vishon Designs on Instagram and our music is by Andrew Scott Bell. Andrew Scott Bell music.com. Tyler, what podcast should the people listen to? Sincerely Us. They should listen to Sincerely Us, who should be coming back from hiatus any minute now. Uh, I think first week of November, if I remember correctly. But I might be wrong. It might be second week of November. Well, good for them. You know, this is why we have so many podcasts, so that if people want to take a week off, you go right ahead. Good for them. They look happy and healthy. Not me. I'm a sociopath. I'm a damn sociopath. And until next week. Arrivederci. And if you want to be the teacher's pet, baby, you just better forget it. Rock out a reason. Rock out a rhyme. You better get me to school on time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs>